0: Go with me to Psalm 22, verse 3. Once again, welcome to our Thanksgiving Eve healing experience. Go ahead and share if you haven't already. And if you haven't, let us know that you're watching A place you can comment in the chat. Go ahead and comment below. We'd love to welcome you. Psalm 22, verse 3. And as we turn there, I want to talk to you about the subject matter for tonight. It's called Creating an Environment of Healing. Creating an Environment of Healing. And I got this title. You know, most of you know that my wife and I just celebrated the birth of our youngest daughter, Sophia. She's born just a little bit over a month ago. And so in the hospital where we delivered and we were there for a couple days and they had the tagline everywhere and the things that were in the hospital room and in places where we could read. And as we're going through the documents, one of their taglines for their mission statement or vision statement was creating an environment of healing. And I saw that. I said, yep, that's what I'm talking about Thanksgiving Eve, creating an environment of healing. So go ahead and put it in the chat. Put creating an environment of healing. Because that's what we're talking about tonight. Put it in the chat. Creating an environment of healing. An environment is defined as the surroundings or conditions in which a person, animal, or plant lives or operates. An environment is defined as the surroundings or conditions in which a person, animal, or plant Lives or operates. So, when we're talking about creating a healing environment, we're talking about creating healing conditions and healing surroundings in which you operate. In Psalm 22, verse 3, as we talk about creating a healing environment, it says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. O thou art holy that inhabits the praises of Israel. You know, we paraphrase this way, "Say so God inhabits the praises of his people. Well, let's take a look, what does that mean? The word praises, yes, means praises. It means hymns, songs of thanksgiving and adoration. The word praises means praises, hymns, songs of thanksgiving and adoration. The word inhabit means to dwell. It means to sit, it means to abide. It means to have one's abode or simply be at home. in. It means to dwell. It means to sit. It means to abide. It means to have one's abode. So we can say that God inhabits, dwells, sits in, abides, makes himself at home in the praises, the singing of hymns, the singing of songs of thanksgiving and the adoration of his people. And so the thing is, we know God is a healer. The Old Testament says his name is Jehovah Rapha. And for God to stop healing, he's going to have to change his name. And he's not going to do that. You know, the Old Testament also tells us that God is, he's the one who heals us and takes sickness away from the midst of us. And so when he inhabits the praises of his people, guess what comes into the environment? Healing. When God shows up, his healing power shows up. Why? Because that's who he is. He is a healer. And that's what he wants to do in your body tonight. No matter what sickness, what disease, what virus, what infirmity, what spirit of infirmity, what variant you're facing, God wants you well. Go ahead, put that in the chat and say it out loud wherever you're watching. Say it out loud and put it in chat. Say God wants me well. Go ahead. Say it again. Say God wants me well. Go ahead, put that in the chat and say it again with me. Say God wants me well. This is who he is. This is his character. This is his nature. And he wants you well. He wants you healed. He wants you made whole. He wants you strong. That's his will for your life. And when he shows up, when his presence shows up, healing power shows up. When he fills the room, healing power shows up. He said, well, God is everywhere because he's omnipresent. And that's true. But when you look at the scriptures, you know something you see? That his presence can be more manifest in some areas than others. That's why we talk about the manifest presence of God. How it can be in certain levels or certain amounts or even another scriptural way to say certain weights, certain measurements. That if it's, it can be a little bit or it can be a lot or as we say, it can be weighty. God wants his presence in your life to be weighty. And God wants the environment around you to be weighty with his healing power. God inhabits, makes himself at home, dwells and sits and abides the praises, the adoration, the singing of songs, the singing of hymns of his people. So let's look at two different times when the presence of God showed up, when God's people began to sing, when God's people began to praise. When God's people began to sing songs of thanksgiving, when they began to sing hymns, when they began to adore him. Let's look at two different times of the scripture and analyze a few things. Go with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 13. It's a familiar passage to a number of you. Talking about creating an environment of healing. Creating surroundings and conditions of healing in which you can operate and live in. Second Chronicles chapter five verse thirteen. And it says, It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Now one of the things you want to notice, if you want an environment of healing, you want unity. You don't want to thrive in division and gossip and strife. That will fill your environment or your atmosphere with things that you don't want. But if you want an environment of healing, you need to make a choice for unity. Not uniformity, but unity. You want to make a decision that doesn't line up with strife and division, but lines up with God's plan for your life. So it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. When they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments and music and praised the Lord saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. So let's examine what they said when they praised, "For the Lord is good," or "For He is good." Go ahead, put that in the chat. Say, "He is good." Go ahead, put that in the chat and say it out the loud. Say it out loud. Say, "He is." Good. One more time. Say it out loud and put it in the chat. Say, he is good. That's how they began their praise. For he is good or for the Lord is good. So notice when it says for the Lord is good, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. The praise that they offered focused on the goodness of God and his mercy. The praise focused on the goodness of God and his mercy. This is something important that you want to put in the chat or note in your device or in your notebook. The praise focused on the goodness of God and his mercy. Because, you know, there's a lot of songs that we can call Christian songs, religious songs, that really have nothing to do with the goodness of God, the mercy of God, or really God at all. It's about the problems and the sufferings and all the other things. And they throw in the name of Jesus every once in a while to make a Christian, but it's not focused on the goodness of God. It could be called a Christian song, but it's not praise. It's not worship. It's not singing and celebrating God and what he wants to do in your life. But notice what they did in the temple, this dedication of the temple when the glory of God filled the house by the form of the cloud. Their praise focused on the goodness of God and his mercy. So go with me to Psalm 31 verse 19. Let's talk about goodness for a moment. The praise focused on the goodness of God and his mercy. Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for them that fear you or that reference you, which you have wrought for them that trust in you before the sons of men. Another translation says it this way. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. So let me give you just two definitions. This word great means abounding, abundant, and exceedingly. This word great means abounding, abundant, exceedingly. This word goodness means prosperity, good things, property, supply, provision, good in the widest sense of the word, and good to the farthest extreme. This word goodness means prosperity, good things, property, supply, provision, good in the widest sense of the word and good to the farthest extreme. So when he's saying, he's saying how great, abounding, abundant exceedingly is your goodness, good things, prosperity, property, supply, provision, good in the widest sense of the word, good to the farthest extreme, which you have stored up for those who reference you, whom you lavish or pour out on those who trust you, those who come to you for protection in front of everybody else. So God doesn't just have a little bit of goodness his goodness that he has for you, the goodness that he has with your name on it. That's good. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, God has goodness with my name on it. Go ahead, say that out loud. Put it in the chat. Say, God has goodness with my name on it. Come on, say it. Come on, believe it. Say, God has goodness with my name on it. Put it in the chat and say it out loud. Come on, believe it. Say, God has goodness with my name on it. How great, ab- abundant, abounding, exceedingly, Is the goodness, prosperity, good things, property, supply, provision, good in the widest sense of the word, and good to the farthest extreme, which he has laid up for you. Now looking back at 2 Chronicles 5, the end of verse 13, going to 14. That then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. The cloud is one of the manifestations of the glory of God. The cloud is one of the manifestations of the glory of God. And the word glory means splendor, honor, copiousness, abundance. It can also be translated as meaning heavy with everything good. So what is the glory of God? It's God's splendor, God's honor, God's copiousness, God's abundance. It means what's heavy with everything that's good that flows from God. You know, if you remember the story in Exodus, when Moses said, show me your glory. And what did God reply? He said, I will make my goodness pass before you. God's glory is his goodness. And his glory is heavy with everything good. And so when we think about how great, how abundant, how exceedingly, Is God's goodness that's all composed and contained in his glory. So when God's glory shows up, his goodness shows up. And so when you have an environment of healing, an environment where the glory of God can manifest, you have an environment that's filled with the goodness of God. And part of his goodness is his healing power. Whatever you need in your body right now, whatever you need to restore your body to health to fight off the sickness, the disease, the pain, the infirmity, the spirit of infirmity, the virus, the variant, whatever is plaguing you, whatever is bothering you in your body or in your soul, whatever you need is contained in the goodness of God that's available to you right now because God has goodness with your name on it. Say, God has goodness with my name on it. Praise God. The splendor and the abundance of God filled the house. The goodness of God filled the house. And it was so strong, the priest could not even stand to minister because of the strength and the weight and the abundance of the glory of God. Now let's look at another time. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And you know what happens when we talk about the glory of God? When we talk about God's goodness? When we talk about his presence? He shows up. So don't think it's strange that as you're cooking in your kitchen right now, you begin to sense the presence of God even more. I know you sensed it already when we began this broadcast, but you begin to sense it even more. As you're preparing, doing whatever you're doing, you sense the presence of God more and more. Well, why is that? It's a spiritual law. If you acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. The more you acknowledge him, the more you experience. And so we're going to experience the goodness of God, the glory of God, more and more as we go through this message. Even before we get to our time of prayer. You're going to experience the goodness of god some of you are gonna get healed yep some of you can get healed before we even pray for healing tonight so just keep your heart open some of you have testimonies that man he didn't even get a chance to pray and i already got healed he's like oh what happened the goodness of god you just ran into the goodness of god second chronicles chapter 20 verse 21 this is a passage we looked on Sunday, if you were part of our Sunday faith experience. If you missed that message, that experience, I encourage you to go watch it on Faith Plus or on YouTube. God did some amazing things among us and shared some amazing things. But Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21, said, When he, Jehoshaphat, had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that they should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord, or Hallelujah, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing to praise, the Lord said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. As I shared on Sunday, praise goes first. I shared this on Sunday. Praise goes first, but it does not go alone. We don't just praise our way through stuff and just like, that's all we do. We don't just praise our way through, you know, bad negative doctor's reports or praise our way through bad things that happen. That's not all we do. Praise does go first but it does not go alone. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, praise goes first, but it does not go alone. Say, praise goes first, but it does not go alone. In addition to praise, although praise goes first, you need to do whatever God is telling you to do. In addition to that, you need to do all the things you already know to do in the natural. Because some of you are believing for healing. Yes, praise God for healing. Yes, run into the goodness of God. But make sure you're doing healthy things to take care of everybody. Make sure that you're exercising the way your body needs you to exercise. Make sure you're eating consistently the things you need to eat consistently. Make sure you're taking good care of your body and protecting your body the way that you should. It's the super and the natural. It's experiencing the goodness of God, but also doing your part. Praise goes first, and praise helps you create this environment of healing. But praise can't be the only thing you do. You need to also obey whatever God's telling you to do. And you also need to do the things that you know to do to take care of your body, to take care of your temple, to take care of your sacrifice. Once again, in this passage, we see the people praising God for his mercy. In this passage, just like the previous one, we see them praising God singing songs of thanksgiving, hymns, and adoration about God's mercy. So let's look at mercy because the word mercy in the Old Testament comes from the Hebrew word, which means, yes, mercy, but it's also translated loving kindness and steadfast love. So depending on the translation, you may see mercy, or you may see loving kindness, or you may see steadfast love. This mercy, this word for mercy, is the idea of faithful love in action. And often in the Old Testament, it refers to God's loving kindness expressed in his covenant relationship with Israel. This mercy is the idea of faithful love in action. And often in the Old Testament, it refers to God's loving kindness expressed in his covenant relationship with Israel. God's mercy denotes persistent and unconditional tenderness, kindness, and mercy. It is a relationship in which he seeks after man with love and mercy. God's mercy, or the Hebrew word has said, denotes persistent and unconditional tenderness, kindness, and mercy. A relationship in which he seeks after man with love and mercy. It is a covenant love. That word covenant is important. It is a covenant love with obligation, generosity, and loyalty. I'll say it again. It is a covenant love with obligation generosity and loyalty this word shows God's strength his steadfastness and his love this word shows God's strength his steadfastness and his love also one of the things we see that according to Philippians chapter 2 healing is considered a mercy Philippians chapter 2 shares with us that healing is considered a mercy One of the things we see in Lamentations chapter three, it says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, while I hope in him, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. Go with me to Psalm 136. Psalm 136. About creating an environment of healing. As we do that, the healing power is moving in your home. As we focus on the goodness and mercy of God, the healing power is increasing in your home. You're beginning to have an environment of healing in your home. Psalm 136, starting with verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. You know what's going to happen in these next several verses? It's going to recount the history of Egypt, the history of Israel coming out of Egypt and beyond for hundreds of years. And at every turn, they say, for his mercy endures forever. They connected Everything God did for them in their history to the mercy of God, to his steadfast love. And we skip down to verse 23. It says, who remembered us in our lowest state for his mercy endures forever and has redeemed us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. One of the things we see, this is a common praise throughout the Old Testament. It's one that you hear me say often in our faith experiences. Well, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You see it throughout Psalms. You see it throughout the Old Testament. And you should say it throughout your life. Come on, let's pause for one second and say, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Come on, say it out loud. You can put it in the chat as well. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, say it again. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever one more time say for the lord is good and his mercy endures forever come on i can do another time a bonus time say for the lord is good and his mercy endures forever praise god in creating an environment of healing you need to praise and worship god as you praise and worship god focus on his goodness his abundance, his covenant promises. Why covenant promises? Because mercy is a covenant love. It's that love that's fulfilling those promises in your life. So you wanna focus on his goodness, his abundance, his covenant promises, and his love. That's what you wanna focus on, not the problem, not the situation, not how bad it is, not all the bad reports, not everything on the news, not everything on outside. Focus on his goodness, focus on his abundance, focus on his covenant promises focus on his love also note this in creating an environment of healing your words matter in creating an environment of healing your words matter in creating an environment of healing do not give place to strife and division as we shared earlier and one of the things I remember when I was studying on the topic of environments and atmospheres a number of years ago, and I was texting with my wife just different things concerning this, and one of the statements she's made is ranked true, and it's still true today. An environment or an atmosphere is created by what you do consistently. An environment or an atmosphere is created by what you do consistently. And so the environment you live in, in your home especially, is there because it's what you do consistently. And if you want an environment of healing, you need to do these things consistently. You need to acknowledge the goodness of God and the mercy of God consistently. You need to praise God and focus on His goodness, on His love, on His covenant promises, on His power and His provision and His abundance for you consistently. You need to meditate on the healing promises of God consistently. I know one of the things we do if we're facing any type of challenge in our body, we play healing scriptures in our house. We have different devices we use, we can turn on, and it will play 24-7 or as often as we need to. Our kids even know how to turn it on if they want to listen to healing scriptures. Even as they go to sleep, they may say, they'll tell the device to play it, and they begin to listen to these scriptures. Why? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, but also renews your mind. What are we doing? We're creating an environment of healing, surrounding ourselves with words of healing. Why is that important? The Psalms said, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all Their afflictions so there's healing power in the word of god surround yourself with the word of healing the words of faith words of god's goodness his mercy and his love of his healing promises for you an environment is created by what you do consistently so now because you're in one right now an environment of healing it's increasing and keep increasing as we go throughout this experience how do you tap into that environment I want to show you something very interesting. Go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Go with me to Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 17. We're going to look at a story from the life and ministry of Jesus. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which will come out of every town of Galilee, and judea and jerusalem and the power of the lord was present to heal them let's pause for a second because you know we read all the gospels we get the pharisees a hard time and the doctors of law the hard time and not all of them gave jesus a hard time some of them were followers of jesus actually when you study out a lot of them follow jesus some were public with it some were secret with it and there's different things when we study out the gospel and so in this instance in luke chapter 5 and you see an account of this in matthew as well and mark as well this wasn't a hostile crowd. These Pharisees and doctors were not a hostile to him. They were open. Some, when he studied out, they were in a house. Some people believe they were even in Jesus' house or some people believe they might've been in Peter or John's house. They were in a house. It was an intimate setting. They were in a relaxed setting and Jesus was teaching. This was a positive setting. This is where, This is where they are. And Jesus begins to teach. He begins to share, but notice what the scripture says. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. By wow, this scripture, we can admit that they were in a healing environment. Can you see that? If you can say that, see that, say, I can see it. Put it in the chat. If you can see that these Pharisees, these doctors of the law, and everybody there with Jesus were in a healing environment. If you can see that, go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, I can see it. Go ahead and let me know that you can see it. Because says that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which will come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Pause. Who was it present to heal? Pharisees. Doctors of the law. Those who came, they traveled to hear and see Jesus. And the healing power of God in this environment was present to heal them. It was present to heal Pharisees and doctors of the law. You know, we like to talk bad about Pharisees, but God loves Pharisees. And he wanted them healed. He wanted them to experience his healing power. He wanted the doctors of the law to experience his healing power. But notice up to this point, nobody got healed. Even though the healing power was there, no one got healed. You can be in a healing environment and still not get healed. It's true. We see it right here from the scripture. You should create a healing environment so you can receive from the environment. But you can be in a healing environment and still not receive your healing. Let's keep reading. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with Paul, so he was a paralytic. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went up to the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch in the mist before Jesus. So imagine this Jesus talking. He's teaching. He may be sharing a parable, sharing something about the goodness of God, the love of the Father they never knew before. And all the Pharisees and doctors out there listening. His disciples are paying attention. Everybody's hanging on every word. And all of a sudden, some rubble or some hay or whatever, the roof was made off, begins to shift and fall. And now there's suddenly a hole in the roof of whoever's house it was, whether it's Jesus or Peter or John's. It's a hole in that roof. And all of a sudden, here's this grown man being lowered down. In front of Jesus. So everybody's watching Jesus, what he's gonna do, and they're watching this man being lowered from the ceiling. And notice what's happening. It says, and when Jesus saw their faith, whose faith? That man's faith to let his friends put him on that thing to lower him down. And the men who carried him from however long his house away was to there got him through a cloud, climbed to the roof of the house, made a hole in that house, and laid him down in front of Jesus. He saw their faith, those five people's. He looked unto the man and said, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this that, speak, is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive God sins but God alone? Now, they didn't say this out loud. Remember, this is a friendly, positive saying, but now their religious notions are away. It's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So they're beginning to think this, and Jesus answered their thoughts. He says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, what reason ye in your hearts? Why are you thinking about this? Why are you letting these thoughts go on? Whether it's easier to say, how do, what do you think about this? Is it easier to say, your sins be forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, arise and take up your couch and go into your house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed his own house glorifying God. Now, what did the Pharisees and doctors of the law do? Did they get mad? No. Notice what they did because in other places, they got mad when Jesus healed on the Sabbath or did other things that contradicted their religious beliefs. But not these Pharisees and doctors of the law that were in the house of Jesus that day. What did they do? They were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with reverence and all saying, we have seen strange things today. Mark says it this way that we've never seen anything on this level or on this fashion. So what happened here? The power was there to heal them. There was a healing environment created. But as far as we know, no one was healed except that man. Now, I'm sure maybe some other Pharisees tapped in later on after they saw that man healed. Maybe God did something to them as they began to praise and glorify God and tap into that environment. But the one we know specifically from Scripture that was healed was the paralytic man because he tapped into the power of the environment. Yes, I told you tonight you need to create an environment of healing. But after that, you need to tap into the power of your environment. Because the power of God can move through a room, and I'm, I've seen it over the decades, I'm sure you've seen it, how God can move wonderfully through a room, and it seems like one person gets blessed a million different ways, and the other person a person sitting right next to him saying, huh, nothing's happening here. He's like, whoa, 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 what's happening? How can one person have such an experience with God? And the other person's like, I just can't wait for church to be over because uh, nothing's happening around here. What happens? See, you can be in the environment where God is moving, where the glory of God is, where there's a healing environment and not tap in and receive from it. The power of the Lord was present to heal the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, but none of them received anything as Jesus was teaching. So we can easily say there was an environment of healing that day, but the only ones who received were those who began to act in faith. Now I want you to pay attention to this as we begin to close. The words of your mouth, the positioning of your heart, actions of faith, and your expectation cause you to become a lightning rod for God's glory. What I mean by that? Well, think about if you have a lightning rod, the whole purpose of having lightning rods for lightning to strike that and not other things. And when you're in an environment of healing or an environment of the glory of God, you want to receive from that glory. You want to receive from that power that you want to make yourself a lightning rod so that that glory strikes you. Now, the thing is, there can be a million lightning rods in one room and the glory of God comes in. He'll get everybody. But he's going to get the people who have lined themselves up to receive. And you do that by the words of your mouth, the positioning of your heart, actions of faith and your expectation. Remember, Acts chapter three. When the man looked at Peter, John, expecting to receive something from them, and he was healed. He didn't know that it was healing he was going to receive, but he had opened himself up through expectation. What is your expectation right now? I know so many of you are expecting the power of God to hit your body, and some of you have already received healing. That's so already let me know in the chat. But I know you have expectation for God to do something wonderful in your life and in your body right now. And so remember, it's the words of your mouth. The positioning of your heart, actions of faith, and your expectation cause you to become a lightning rod for God's glory. And so the power of God is already in your room. But we're about to increase in his manifested presence. We're going to praise and worship God just a little bit more. Now, don't turn off the broadcast. Don't turn it down and say, God, wait till the songs are up. No, no, no. You participate. You sing along. If you know the word, sing along. If not, you just thank God for his goodness and sing with what you do. And in the meantime, say, well, I don't know even how to sing along with it. Just say, he is good and his mercy endures forever. Say, he is good. His mercy endures forever. Before we go into the song, say it with me. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now, let's praise and worship God some more. And I'll see you in just a few minutes. Praise God. Come on, say it with me. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord. Come on, say it again. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, say it with me. Come on, say it. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now, I know the presence of God is in your home. I know the healing power is increased. I know it's flowing through the screen right now, flowing through your device right now, and you're about to receive your healing. So say it with me one more time. Say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now I want you, if you're able to do this, go put your hand on your head because the Bible says believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So go ahead, put your hand on your head. And I want you to say this with me. Say, I receive my healing because the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now go ahead and lift your hand and say, Father, I thank you that I am healed because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Now here's what I want you to do. Go ahead and check yourself. Begin to do something you couldn't do before. You may need to begin to move that knee. You may need to bend over. You may need to move that arm. You may need to move your fingers. You may need to move your neck. You may need to twist a little bit. You may need to take a deep breath. Begin to do something you couldn't do before right where you are at your home. Begin to do something that you couldn't do before. What are you doing? You're beginning to act in faith. You are checking yourself out. You're examining yourself for the goodness of God. You might be a person that when this broadcast is over, you need to go to another room and check for things So look for tumors and things and lumps and mumps that have just disappeared and gone. Why? He is good and you've experienced the goodness in your body right now. And here's what I want you to do. If you can tell a difference in your body, a difference, in your body, or like, or I've seen these tests too. We've done healings once too, where anxiety is suddenly left, mental challenges suddenly left. If that's you, whether it's a physical healing or a soul healing that you just experienced it, that you already can tell a difference in your body or tell a difference in your mind, I want you to put it in the chat if you're watching and ch- watching the place we can put it in the chat. Put it in the chat that God just healed you or say, that's me, that God just touched my body. I feel different. I feel better. I feel healed. Go ahead. If you just experienced the healing power of God, go ahead and testify. Come on, it's our testimony that helps us overcome the plots of the enemy. Go ahead and testify what God did in your body right now. Go ahead, put that in the chat right now. If you experienced the healing power of God in your body, that your body feels different, your body feels better, your mind feels better. One of those, something like that, that's happened to your body, Go ahead, put in the chat right now what God did in your body. Go ahead. It can be just simple, man. God healed me. Or you want to put a little bit more detail what he did, like my knee or my elbow or my neck, whatever it is. Go ahead, put that in the chat right now. Why? For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever while you begin to testify i'm just going to praise god for the lord is good father i thank you for your goodness i thank you for your mercy i thank you for loving on your people tonight i thank you for healing your people tonight i thank you for visiting them wherever they are i thank you for your power that is working in their body causing a healing causing a cure i thank you that your word is true i thank you that you're faithful i thank you that your mercies are new to us every single morning great is your faithfulness by your mercies we are not consumed i thank you that you're abounding, overflowing with goodness toward us. Oh, I give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. If you haven't already, go ahead and testify what God just did in your body. The healing power of God is working in your home. The cloud of glory is working in your home. The power of God is working in your home. So receive that healing. And just begin to thank God. Begin to glorify God. Because as you begin to thank Him and glorify Him, the power increases. It increases and you receive more. It increases and you receive more. And the more you praise, the more you thank Him, the greater that environment becomes. And as you do this on a regular basis, the greater that environment is what you walk in in your everyday life. Praise God. If you haven't already, go ahead, put it in the chat. What God has done for you tonight. Or if you're watching on one of the places where you can't put it in the chat, whether you're watching on Faith Plus or, or other places or maybe uh, replay, email us what God did for you at info at fccga.com. If you can't put it in the chat or if you want to share a greater detailed testimony, email us at info at FCCGA.com. You can either go to our website and submit your praise report Or you can send your praise report, what God did for you during this healing experience, to info at FCCGA.com. Go ahead You say, well, I can just keep it to myself. No, no, no. Time to testify of God's goodness. Why? Why is it so important? Because it encourages other people to believe God. And when we plan, I'm already planning our next one of these. It encourages other people to be a part, and they'll believe God for the miraculous because they know your testimony. They know your story. So you can go to our website and submit your testimony. Or... Email us at info at fccga.com. As well, go ahead and put in the chat what God did for you tonight. So you can put it in the chat, go to our website, or email us at info at FCCGA.com. I want you to testify of what God did for you. Because, you know, later in the Gospel of Luke, it tells us another story of 10 lepers who came to Jesus. And while they're far off, they yelled out, Jesus, Master. Have mercy on us. What do they want? They wanted healing. They wanted to be delivered from that plague of leprosy. And what did Jesus tell them? Go your way and show yourself to the priest. Now we missed that. So why did they need to show themselves to the priest? Well, according to the law, when someone was healed from leprosy, the first thing they were supposed to do is go to show the priest so that the priest could examine them and make sure that they were actually cleansed, make sure they were healed, and they were to offer a sacrifice as proof of their cleansing and healing and thanks to God. So, what did Jesus tell them to do? Go act like you're healed. And as they began to act like they're healed, all of them, every one of them, was healed. They all realized they were healed, but only one realized he was healed, turned around, went back to Jesus with a loud voice that says, began to glorify God, and fell at the feet of Jesus and began to thank him and began to worship him. And Jesus said, Weren't there 10 healed? Why, only, why was there only one that came back to say, thank you or to offer thanksgiving and then he told to that one go your way your faith has made you whole they were all healed and cleansed but one said thank you one came back to testify and offer thanksgiving so I want you to help testify of God's goodness put it in the chat email us at info at FCCGA.com send in your praise report on our website and take time throughout tonight and tomorrow to share what God did for you and to celebrate what God did for you. And before you go to bed tonight, just say thank you. When you wake up in the morning, just say thank you. Yes, it's Thanksgiving, and we, you know, we practice every year about what we're thankful for and grateful for, and those are good practices. So I'm not knocking them. But you have a reason to be thankful for because you know God's promises. You know he is good. You know his mercy endures forever. So thank him for what he did in your body and what he's doing in your body. Just like those 10 lepers, they were healed as they went. You know, one of the people who I've learned from this said they were winting. <laughs> they were healed as they went. And so some of you already experienced instantaneous miracles. Other of you, as you keep going throughout your night, you'll see even different things happen in your body. Get better, get healing. Say, well, like, oh, I felt a little bit better, but now it's fully there. Some of you wake up in the morning, whatever was bothering be completely gone. Sometimes it's a process, but either way, it's still going to turn out for your healing because he is good and his mercy endures forever. Keep your faith in God's goodness and his mercy, and keep creating an environment of healing. Let's take some time to thank God for it tonight. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you because you really are good, and your mercy endures forever. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for healing us. We thank you that healing is part of our covenant. We thank you that healing is a mercy. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. We thank you that you're Jehovah of the God who heals us, takes sickness away from the midst of us. We thank you that you sent your word and healed us and delivered from all of our afflictions. We thank you that you daily load us up with benefits. You forgive all of our iniquities. You heal all of our diseases. You redeem our life from destruction. You crown our life with loving kindness and tender mercies. You cause our youth to renew like the eagles. So we thank you for what you did in our lives, in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls tonight. Help us not just to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. So as it says in the book of James, we we'll would be blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name, amen.